Welcome, my name is Kareem Kanji and this is episode 43. As many of you know, I live in Scarborough. Last year we had an election that saw the federal liberals, led by Justin Trudeau, defeat Stephen Harper's Conservative Party. During the election, only one person running for office came to my home, Salma Zahid. I wasn't going to vote for Roxanne James, who was at that time with the Conservative Party and uh, the incumbent MP. And I was actually leaning towards voting NDP. But when Selma came to my door, one of the things she promised me was that if the Liberals won and she was my MP, that I could count on her to help fix Bill C-51. Here is my conversation with my MP, the MP for Scarborough Centre, Selma Zahid. Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio in session. Thanks for coming in, Salma. My pleasure. I really appreciate it. I we, know it was long waited, so. <laughs> no, listen, I know you're busy. Now you've got two homes, one in Scarborough, one in Ottawa, uh, and you're back and forth. You know, you, you, you're busy serving your constituents um, in Scarborough Central um, and then uh, also, uh, you know, voting on stuff and whatever it is that happens yes. out in Ottawa um, as well. But uh, the first time that we met, and I allude this in my in my introduction, the first time that we met um, was you know you were you were running for office. Yeah, I um, remember that day when I came and knocked at your door. You came, you knocked on my door, and I said, "Well, I you know I'm not too sure. I'm not really happy with what uh, uh, with what Justin Trudeau said uh, about uh, uh, voting for uh, Bill C-51." And you told me um, that um, once he's in power, they're going to change. Uh, some of the stuff within that bill. So let's start there. Okay. Um, yes. Let's st- let's start with that. Um, what what is um, the Liberal Party, the the, the government doing? See, um, as that? we discussed that day also, and uh, our position is the same as we discussed last time that we want to keep the Canadians safe mm-hmm. as well as protect their rights and freedom. Yeah. Like. And we know that we can keep this balance. Mm -hmm. That's why at that time, the Liberal Party voted in favor of that. We have committed and in this fall, we will be introducing new legislation and there will be community consultation. The Minister for Safety, uh, our uh, Minister Ralph Goodell, will be doing a lot of consultations on this and introducing a new legislation which will bring changes to the existing Bill C-51. Perfect. So, the first of all, it is important that we have a all-party National Security Committee mm-hmm. to oversee that. Okay. Okay. And uh, the changes which we will be proposing, the broader outlines are that we want to make sure that all the Canadians um, have the right, like the, all the Canadian government commits to going through for the review for all the people on the no-fly lists. Mm-hmm. That's very important. And uh, we will be creating um, to broaden the community outreach and uh, for the to counter the radicalization, we will be creating office of the uh, community outreach and counter radicalization. Uh, We will be making sure uh, that uh, there are 
the Canadian security services have, have uh, the warrants which they have respect the Charter of Rights and Freedom. Mm-hmm. Their right, the rights and freedom of the people of the Canada are respected, mm-hmm. and uh, people will have the right to lawful protests and advocacy. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that all Canadians have a right to lawful protests and uh, the advocacy um, on same as like we want to make sure that uh, the we like uh, the definition of the terrorism anti-terrorism and terrorism act should be proper yeah um, and uh, we like commit that the anti-terrorism law should be reviewed after like uh, three years the full anti-terrorism law should be reviewed after three years like there should be a sunset clause so Canadians can expect something to be tabled. Change. Yes. This, uh, this fun. That's fantastic. Um, so not too long ago, I had um, a, a guest in studio. Um, uh, her name is Katija Kaji. Uh, her son, Adam, um, was, is, is on this no-fly list. Um, so for, for parents, and you, and you mentioned this. Yeah, so b- b- uh, when we introduced the new uh, proposal uh, changes to this uh, Bill C-51, we will make sure that the Canadian government is committed to reviewing the appeals of all the Canadians on the no-fly list. So okay. these changes will be brought in and we are committed to it. We know that we need to keep a balance. Like we have to keep the Canadians safe as well as protect their rights and freedom. I'm a very strong proponent of Charter of Rights and Freedom, and I think I am in this country mm-hmm. because of the Charter of Rights and Freedom. And I will be the first one to always stand to protect the Charter of Rights and Freedom. Yeah, fantastic. So that's I think for me personally also that's really very important. Um, and uh, during the campaign, we also talked about Bill C24, and I'm very proud right. to say that that with Bill C6 which has gone through the third reading in the parliament mm-hmm. uh, and it is with the senate so bill c6 will be introduced will receive the royal consent once it has gone through the senate and that will bring the changes which we promised during the campaign and that that bill that c24 that was about um, like different levels of canadian what was that yes so bill c24 uh, brought in this uh, legislation that if um, a canadian citizen holds a dual citizenship and they commit a crime their citizenship will be cancelled mm-hmm. and they will be um, sent back to the country. Yeah. See, many Canadians get dual citizenship because their parents immigrated here, mm-hmm. because they get married to a person who has a dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. So, as we promised during the campaign, that a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a judicial system. If someone commits a crime, mm-hmm. we have a judicial system. The mm-hmm. answer is not to cancel their citizenship and send them back to a country which they have never gone. Mm-hmm. Like someone, um, like a child who has been born here, mm-hmm. just because his citizenship will be cancelled, that because his parents immigrated 20 years ago, yeah. that's not right. Yeah. Sending them back to, I think we have a very good judicial system. Sure. And we have all the powers to deal. Like if someone commits a crime, like that should be dealt through the judicial system rather than cancelling their citizenship. So Bill C-6... Uh, which uh, is before the Senate, um, will cancel that and we will make sure that a Canadian is a Canadian is a Canadian. And there are some other changes also which will be coming in regards to the residency period. Mm -hmm. Um, With Bill C-6, it will be brought back uh, to three years Mm -hmm. uh, because Bill C-24 took it to four years that you have to be here for four years before you can apply for citizenship. Okay. We are bringing it. Always it has been uh, before Bill C-24, it used to be for three years. So yeah. we will be bringing it back 
two, three years. And uh, as you know, like when we apply for citizenship, everyone has to like uh, go through the test of the knowledge about Canada and the English proficiency. Mm -hmm. So it before Bill C-24, it used to be for the age group 18 to 54. Yeah. People above the age of 54 didn't have to go through test, but Bill C-24 made it 14 to 64. Wow. So Bill C-6 will be taking it back to um, 18 to 54. We don't want our seniors to go through that <laughs> test uh, because, yeah. see, you know, um, like our grand people bring their grandparents here sure. and grandparents are doing a lot of uh, work to boost up the economy. Like they look after. I have a neighbor. Mm -hmm. The grandmother comes in the morning. She takes care of the three girls and that allows the father and the mother to go for work. Yeah. Oh, she takes them to school, brings them during the lunchtime. Like in the in the summer, you will see she has the pool at the back. The kid, the girls are swimming. She will take them out for a walk, gives them. She's contributing. Oh, absolutely. Because if she's not there to help mm -hmm. her son, her daughter-in-law or her son would not be able to go out for work. Absolutely. No, there, there needs to be so value. So we want to make it easier for them. For sure. Absolutely. They need to enjoy the time with their grandkids. They are contributing towards the development of that family. So let's talk about you now. Um, you're an immigrant. Uh, yes, I to, immigrated to Canada. to Canada on October 15, 1999. With my husband and one-year-old son. From Pakistan? Yes. So let's talk about Pakistan. Where, where, where in Pakistan are you from? Where did you grow up? Um, I grew up uh, not in one particular city because my father was in army. Okay. So I like as you know, like in army, every two to three years, you are posted to a different city. So mostly, I've lived in army cantonment areas. Okay. So I've grown up uh, and studied all over Pakistan. All over Pakistan. <laughs> yes. So my father retired in 1986. Since 1986, we have been residing in Islamabad, Islamabad. until 99 when I came here. Oh, nice. My father's house is in Islamabad. Okay. Good. I remember visiting there. I think it was my third or fourth year in, of, of university. I can't remember what year it was, but Islamabad was very hot. Uh, is it Rawalpindi that's nearby? Yes, Rawalpindi that was is very a sister busy. city, yes. Very busy, very Now colorful. Islamabad has become very busy too. Has it? Nice. Um, what was it like um, for you, you know, grow, growing up in Pakistan? I'm, uh, I'm, I think I'm uh, very lucky that I grew up in a family where um, education was put as the like as a very important thing and mm -hmm. every day we used to like be told by our parents that it's very important that you study well do well in life and I think education and uh, having values the values which my parents gave to me mm -hmm. I think helped me every day like every step I take I think it's those values they which which with which I have grown up with which I was raised Help help me, help me a lot. You have brothers or sisters? Yes, I have. Two, I'm the eldest. I have two younger uh, brothers. Two younger brothers. It's interesting, and, and the reason I ask this is, is not, you know, from my knowledge, but really, a lot of people think, you know, here's a, you know, a, a Muslim woman grew up in Pakistan. She, they'd be surprised that you got an education. Yeah, no, my father was a great proponent of, uh, he was in, uh, he was not in the fighting force. He was in army education corps. As you know, like in army, there are different corps. Okay. So my father uh, did his master's in mathematics and he went into Pakistan army. So he taught for many years uh, ah. when he was captain and major to the cadets at in Pakistan Military Academy. Okay. Uh, so he was a teacher, basically. 
and for him education was very important and giving education to his daughter was really very important and near to his heart fantastic so as as a young girl growing there i had the opportunity of going into best schools wherever whichever city my father was posted thanks god whatever best schools were available i went there and as an unmarried young girl my father sent me to do my masters in uh, london uh, university of uh, london now you so you got a, your excuse me <clears throat> your your undergrad education I did my master's in business administration from Pakistan from Qaid Azam University. Okay. That I did in 1992 then in 1994 I went to uh, Institute of Education University of London mm-hmm. to do my master's in educational management and administration. How was that experience for you going to uh, going to the western world? Was this your first yes, time? Yes, that was my first time. Yeah. I was born in UK but oh. when my father was studying at that time but I was just 3 months old when I came to Pakistan. So after that it was my first time going to UK. That's like my story. I was born I was born <laughs> in England as well. I was born in Coventry. But but left uh I was in Sidcup, left when I was a few months old to come to Canada. Yeah, so I was just about 3 months old when my father went back. He was there on a course. So okay. uh then I went in 1994 and my father went with me to like settle me there. Yeah. So so that he can have a look where I am and all that. So it was um for me first time getting there. the first 2 3 months were pretty difficult okay. and i said to my father like i don't think so i can live here and i can stay here so he said okay he was like i think he said to me oh don't worry i'm not saying that you stay for an year this semester is starting in october you see until christmas time if you don't feel that you can cope up with these things and you can live alone in a hostel and all that you come back in december yeah. so i think by that time i was i was very well settled nice nice What what sort of things did you have to learn or adjust when you were in uh, in England studying? Uh see I was uh, the first shock to me like um, I'll tell you a little episode which happened. I went into the hostel it was uh, John Adams Hall. Okay. So it was a hostel like a Pakistani women going to UK like I think it was an like I had no clue that it's going to be a combined men women hostel mm. so i got the key they told me okay you are like in room 115 i went up like opened the door of my room and across from the like hallway um a man was walking out and i said oh, do you live here or you are a guest he said i live here so i said is it a combined uh, hostel yeah it's a combined hostel okay i went downstairs and asked the hall manager he said yeah it's a combined hostel i, I said to myself i don't think so i can live there oh my so it like a few months were uh, first two months were difficult adjusting to the those uh, norms but like i really enjoyed my stay there wow that's nice um and then you you come back to pakistan yes i came back and then i got married in 1997 uh what 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 were you doing between i guess what were you doing after you graduated see uh after i did uh, my uh, mba from pakistan um at that time my father um, was running a school in islamabad okay uh, it was a school from montessori till advanced levels mm-hmm. and uh, i was uh, helping him and working there when i did my masters uh, from uk and came back i started working with the ministry of education in pakistan okay. with an organization which is now called as higher education commission at that time it was called as university grants commission okay so i worked there until i when i came and then resigned when i came to canada in okay. 1999 so you immigrated here in 1999 yes what was that decision what you know what was the reason you guys uh um i immigrated here um it was uh once we got married in 1997 so had a child and thinking of like okay i think the opportunity we thought that there will be better opportunities to raise the kids the quality of education and all that for our 
kids. So that that was the main reason of okay. coming here. Perfect. Rather than going to England, you didn't want that mixed hostel for your kids. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. But I think, um, uh, as I told you, I, I'm a very strong believer of Charter of Rights and Freedom, and like having known about what Canada is and how they value. Um, the diversity and all that mm-hmm. i think we made a decision that okay canada would be the right place to raise our kids nice and where did you settle in canada um we landed here my husband came uh, in june okay um and then um, me and my son nomad we came in october so my husband rented uh, apartment at sherbourne and shooter not very far from here oh, where very we close are to yes here. 191 sherbourne street was our first uh, apartment okay so, so i brought you back home here Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so from 1999 till uh, 2005 you lived in this neighborhood. Yes, uh, I lived in that okay. apartment. What was your husband doing? My husband when he came uh, he was uh, in a banking uh, business in Pakistan. Okay. Uh, when he came here he started first he did a contract job with Bank of Montreal on some assignment for 6 months and then he got into bank uh, TD Bank. Okay. So he worked uh, for TD Bank for a few years then he got involved with the government of uh, Ontario. Mhm. And what what were you up to when you came? Uh when I came because my son was just 1 year old uh. although I was working in Pakistan because it was easier I used to leave my son with my mother. So I had no problems so, yeah. but when I came here I thought we decided okay I think I will be a stay home mom mm-hmm. until the kids because you come into a new country there are a lot of challenges I sure. didn't want to leave him in a daycare so uh, and my mother always used to say that child first school is mother's lap so oh absolutely i decided that okay i will like be a stay home mom and see until these kids start like and then second one was born in october 2000 yeah usman so until 2004 i didn't work okay but did, were you involved in any community initiative oh or? yes i started uh, actually umad my elder son started going to school um, uh, regent park duke of york public school yeah it has now been uh, it has finished the school okay. they have uh, dismantled the building so my son started going there and uh, as you can see with the family background and all that i was very passionate about education mm-hmm. and being a part of child's educational system i don't believe that okay you drop the child at a school and your duty is over like the parents are a part of that triangle yeah. in child's education so i joined the school council okay and the principal asked me after a few months would you be the chair of the school council so i became the chair of the school council for region park duke of york public school mm-hmm. so uh, at that time uh, when my elder son was going from junior kindergarten to senior uh, kindergarten the senior kindergarten at this school used to be full day Okay. At that time, yeah, yeah. there were nine schools in Toronto priority, which were considered as priority neighborhood because, in as you know, in Regent Park, there are a lot of immigrants come in, and their first mm-hmm. language is not English. Sure. So the basic logic was that the kids need to be prepared for grade one. For that, they had uh, senior kindergarten as full day in nine schools in Toronto. Mm-hmm. But when Umad was going from JK to SK, we received a letter in January, end of January, I think first week of February, that. Uh, as of September when he goes to SK it will be reduced to half day okay so i really didn't like that sure sure and i was part of like uh, i had a good uh, um conversation we used to have good conversations with the parents in the community and a lot of uh, because of like i didn't had that much language uh, issues 
which many other parents have. So, like, I used to work with them in my building, like, in this re- in Regent Park neighborhood, helping the parents to talk to the teachers, to talk to the principals, mm-hmm. or any other issues, uh, either taking them to their community center or, like, helping them to integrate into the Canadian system. Sure. So... I started a discussion with the parents and many parents agreed with me that this is not what we want. Mm-hmm. We would like to have a full day because for many mothers also, they were not able to speak in English. So how could they prepare their kids to see like, for grade one? So I discussed with the principal. He said that this is the ministry's order and we cannot do anything. So I went, I searched for my member of provincial parliament. Who was that? It was George Smitherman. Okay. At that time. Ah. Um, so I went uh, to his office. I called his office and got an appointment to okay. see him. So it was a bad uh, snowy day. I had a double stroller I used to have at that time because both the kids were toddlers. Ah, yeah, yeah. So I went with that double stroller to his office. His office used to be at 410 Sherburn Street. Okay. So I went there and uh, met him and had this discussion with him and he agreed with me that this is not a right thing. So he said, well, I'm in opposition right now. So I would need your help. Like I will, I can advocate on your behalf, on behalf of my constituents. Okay. But I can't do anything because I'm in opposition. That's so right. he said that, okay, like, will you help me in getting some petition signed? And like, we started working with the parents, getting the petition signed and uh, that's how I met him and that's I think because of that I came into politics Interesting. because uh, I met him and he said to me after one hour of discussion when I got up he said can you please send me your resume I had a very different impression about Pakistani women so please send me your resume at your convenience oh wow and then the 2003 election came in and uh, I helped him with the outreach and all that so after that uh, he called me uh-huh. he uh, that would you like to work at my constrict office wow i said george my younger son is going to start school this september this is we are talking about after the 2003 election mm-hmm. november he called me so i said usman I th- i'm thinking that maybe after that he said you can start part time mm-hmm. so <laughs> you saw value in you yeah so that's how then i arranged for a daycare like for my younger son umad was going to kindergarten at that time yeah. so I started working for him. Nice. Like 10 to 2. So just to let you know, he's coming here. Oh, he's coming here today? On September 20th. Oh, okay. Not today. That, that'd be great, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, he's coming here on uh, on the 20th of, of September. Oh, that's really uh, good. He's my uh, political mentor. A great I, friend, like an elder brother. I, so I found out today, today or yesterday? It must have been yesterday. Um, th- that he was at your... When you won the election, he was there? Oh, yeah, yeah, he was there. He was, uh, um, see, um, uh, I worked with him un- uh, in uh, until 2010. Oh, when, wow. Yeah, so from uh, early 2004 till uh, 2010, October, mm. I worked with him. So he lost the mayoral election. Yeah. After that, um, he was not in politics, so I f- found another job uh, with another uh, MPP. Mm-hmm. So, but he is the one, I think, who provided me like mm-hmm. that stepping stone into politics. Yeah. And he's my political mentor. He's a great family friend of ours. Like, my kids look up to him. So he's, like, every decision I do in yeah. politics, I consult him. Mm-hmm. Because when I thought of running, uh, that, okay, like, I will throw my name in the hat and uh, in the federal elections. So the first person after my family I consulted was him. And what did he say to you? Yeah, he said, yes, that's a very good idea. So that's <laughs> all. <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, okay, if you say yes, I will put my name into it and we will start this journey. Wow. So he has been a great help all along. So, okay, so let's go, let's go back. See, like he has that value that when I was discussing it with my kids and my elder son said, Mama, have you discussed this with George? I said, yeah, what does he say? I said, he says, yes, that's fine. You can do it. He said, okay, Mama, that's fine. Then you should go for it. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, so, you, so let, let's go back, take a, maybe a step or two back. You started working for George. Um, you know, he saw, he saw something in you based upon your... Um, you're advocating on behalf of the community. Yeah, he remembers. He always says, uh, well, I remember you as an angry parent who walked into my office. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what, what did you learn, you know, working in, um, you know, in, 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 in a constituency office? Um, I tell you one thing. The experiences I got for working in a constituent office, I think that made me a very different person mm -hmm. because that's the place where you hear the issues the struggles the people are facing in their day-to-day -day life sometimes you never think of those issues mm -hmm. because you are so busy in your life you never think that many people are facing these issues and working in a riding like Toronto Center mm -hmm. which includes Regent Park uh, St. Jamestown like two of the priority neighborhoods working in that constituent office provided and opened a lot of things like that many people are facing, the issues which people are facing. So that started making me think that, okay, if you can do something for the people, for the community, mm -hmm. we need to step up and do it. Yeah. Because you hear every story is different. You hear all those issues every day, different issues, different things which you might never ever think that people will face. What like, you know, see, for some people, a bag of milk, a four-liter bag is of so much value. Mm -hmm. You don't realize at times. Yeah. Like, so much stuff in our fridges gets wasted. Mm. Yeah, you make a good point. What, when people come to the office, you know, there's, there's, there's three levels of government, um, you know, here in Toronto. There used to be four. There's three levels now. There's, there's municipal, there's provincial, and there's federal. Um, you know, working at an at a MPP's office, um, if, if somebody came and, you know, was talking about something and in your head you go, you know, that's for our MP or that's for our counselor, you know, how do you, and, and you know that, you know, they're, they didn't come to your office because they had nothing better to do, but they may have taken, you know, time out of their work. They may have had to pay for a babysitter to take care of a kid. Uh, there was something that they would rather be doing. You know, then, you know, coming and, 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 and seeking help. Um, you know, how do you deal with that sort of, um, with that individual that comes to you with, with an issue that you know that it's not, you know, the purview of the MPP's office. It needs to go somewhere else. Like here, uh, when I used to work in Toronto Centre in the constituent office, for some time, uh, from 2008 onwards, um, we had a combined office with the... We used to share the space with the Member of Parliament. Bob Ray was the Member of Parliament for ah, that area. Okay. I think that model worked out very well. Interesting. And uh, people walking in can deal with MPP's office as well as MP's office. That's interesting. So we 
used to have staff from the MP's office. We used to have staff from the MPP's office, and at times when because uh, George Smitherman was minister, so usually on Fridays he used to be in the constituent office when the house is not sitting. Mm-hmm. Bob Ray used to be in the office usually on Fridays, coming from Ottawa. So. Like for many people, it was very easy. They would walk in, whether it's a federal issue or provincial issue, it was dealt with. Nice at one place. Yeah, oh, that's and smart. even people had municipal issues. Naturally, you have to tell them, okay, this is not in my, like our jurisdiction. Connecting them with the local councillor, making a call for them, okay, giving them proper address guidance, mm-hmm. also helps people a lot. What what tangible things did you learn from working with George? He was a hard taskmaster. Okay. So, and his passion for doing something for the community. Yeah. Like he was a very down-to-earth person. Mm-hmm. People would just call him walking on the uh, street. He would go to them, sit down with them in a Allen Gardens, take off his jacket, talk to them, listen to their issues. I think that is very helpful. Mm-hmm. That. Um, you and, and tell me if you're if you're not comfortable uh, at, uh, answering this question. Um, so you you come from a, a country that is that that many people would see as um, very strict, very strict Muslim country, Pakistan, um, and having a very good family friend um, who is uh, who's openly gay. Um, Maybe it was your father's teaching. I, I don't know, but how how did, did that ever come to your mind at all? I'm curious. Was it was it ever an issue with you and your husband and your family? See, I'm a strong believer as a minority myself that mm-hmm. the rights of every minority should be protected. Mm-hmm. So, if tomorrow mm, my daughter comes home and says I, my teacher said that you cannot wear hijab, I would not like it. Mm-hmm. I'm there to protect and stand for the like every minority. The, the rights, the Charter of Rights and Freedom mm-hmm. dictates that everyone has the right to what to wear, what to do, like what to practice, whatever religion, culture, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm a strong believer of that. Mm-hmm. So, based on that, mm-hmm. I deal with people, everyone. So, that was not an issue for me. I like that. that. I was very curious about this. I said, okay, that's very interesting. Who was, who was the other? You said you when, when George ran for municipal, um, you started working for someone else after yes, the election. Yes, uh, after uh, he lost in 2010, uh, I worked with Margaret Best. She was the member of provincial parliament for scarborough Gilwood. Okay. I worked with her, her for about two years, and then I worked for um, Michael Kutu. He's the member of provincial parliament for Don Valley East. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I resigned uh, in uh, January 2015. In order to run for your yes. In order to run for yourself, very interesting. Um, how did you make that? Was that a decision that came quickly to you? Um, was that a decision that you weren't even thinking about? And somebody mentioned to you in terms of running for federal? Um, see, uh, I came here as an immigrant, and I think. Um, I, I'm raising my two kids now. They are, I cannot call them kids or boys anymore. Sure. The elder one has turned 18, and uh, I think they are young men now. Mm-hmm. So um, the elder one has started Ryerson University as of today. The younger one has started grade 11. So I, am, I think I feel very blessed that I came to a country like Canada mm-hmm. and where diversity is considered. I, I don't think so. There are many countries in the world where you can celebrate 
your religion, your culture, your language, mm-hmm. and live as Canadians. Mm-hmm. So I felt that Canada Canada has given us a lot. So it's time that I need to give back. And for me, when I was growing, also my father was a very strong believer of this concept that do whatever you can do for the people. Hmm. He he believed in that he would go out and like whatever you can do to help people out do that mm-hmm. so i thought okay i think it's time for me to do something for the community and i thought at the federal level i can contribute through different policies and work on issues mm-hmm. which will through which we can develop a better community here in scarborough so that's why i threw my name in the hat i started thinking about this like early 2013 mm so it took me five it's not an easy decision it's a long run it's sure. a being a mother i had to think about many things before i make a final decision yeah. being a mother being a wife uh, being uh, like it's both between me and my husband it's both of us work and get their paychecks to keep our house moving yeah so you have to think of many things so but we had good family discussions and i knew that okay like i have will um it's a lot of time demanding for the family it is difficult i know for the kids it is difficult mm-hmm. the time schedule which i have these days so you Must have to keep up like a balance between the work and the, your family and all that so at times it becomes difficult yeah to spend time with the family so it was not an easy decision it took me 5 6 months to think about different consequences but then i said to myself i will do this and i will do the to it to the best of my ability mm-hmm. because my father taught me that if you have to do something don't do it half heartedly yeah do it with a full heart put in your best yeah and then i said to my kids also i we as a family will do our best i will do my best whatever i can do and then we will leave it to the allah that whatever is best for us yeah. if this is best for us it will happen if it is not made for me it will not happen yeah so but w- i said to myself before i took this decision that i will put in my 100% what to the best of my ability tomorrow i should not have any regret in life that if i would have done that it would have happened that way or anything sure and one day like uh, on october 18th it was almost 19th now because i think we came back home uh, me and both my sons we came back home around 2 or 3 o'clock at night wow the next day was election and i sat down with my kids and i told them i said you have worked very hard we all four of us as a family have worked very hard so don't be disappointed in case we lose it yeah just say to yourself yes whatever it was in our control we have done it we have taken the message across to all the people in the scarborough in that area so it's up to them to make a decision what um when you were home on that night um before people went to the polls what what did you feel I think I was pretty confident yeah. that um, knowing the responses of the people at doors and all that I think I felt pretty confident going into the election day mm-hmm. but still until the elections are announced the results are announced you can't say anything yeah it's a very nerve because <laughs> you don't know you don't know so yeah. it was a very busy day for me also like going around and doing whatever I can do that day 
Um, were you a a liberal because of your uh, first encounter with uh, George Smitherman? No, like see, because I think the liberal values incline with my values. Okay, these are the values I have grown up with. Mm -hmm. These are the values I believe in. So I am a liberal because I believe in liberal values. Mm -hmm. It's not that it was the first encounter with George, yeah. but it is because I believe in the values of this party. Okay, excellent. You, did you ever encounter or have discussions with Roxanne James, no, your predecessor? Uh, no, um, she never came to any debate during oh, the really? campaign. So really, I would have loved to talk to her, but she never came to any debate during the campaign. How many how many debates did you participate in? Uh, one was the Rogers, and we had uh, three other debates. And she never showed up. No, that's very interesting. Um, what did you What did you learn on the campaign trail about about yourself? We went through a lot during the campaign. See, um, and I I believe in listening to the people. Yeah. I'm a very strong believer that I need to listen to the people what people's issues are. So I started knocking doors very early. Yeah. Um, I was nominated on October 24, 2014. So I started going out to the people. I started canvassing in a campaign office as of January 2015. Mm -hmm. so, so almost a whole year. Uh, yes, it wow. was complete 10 months, absolute door knocking. I had no weekend, no evening free. So <laughs> my family also went with me and they like my young boys were on the campaign trail with me for a long time and I had support from my husband I'm very lucky that I have husband who is behind me I won't have been able to do that if yeah. I didn't have his support so I had the support of the family so we went into and I like knocked a lot of doors and listened to people's issues see because until or unless you listen what people are going through what are their issues how can you talk about bringing a change so it was really um, I felt really very glad that I started early and I got this opportunity that I can go and have some conversations with the people and see what is on their mind what are they looking for what they need from their elected representative and at that time also I said that I will it's not that you see me many people said oh like we see politicians only after four years I said no I'm not like that I will continue like we will continue having these dialogues and these com uh, discussions all along four years and uh, I have done a lot of town halls I am knocking doors again this Saturday we are doing a day of action uh, we have sent out an email today to all our volunteers uh, to come out and we will be knocking doors uh, this Saturday I've been knocking doors earlier also during the summer time so that I keep in touch with my constituents keep on listening to them and then in like see what they are looking for for the changes to be done in Ottawa what so we did a last week we did a town hall on uh, Canada Post that's right uh, tomorrow we are doing a town hall on the electoral reforms mm -hmm. we did a town hall I th you were also there uh, yeah mm, uh, uh, the innovation and the veterans and the defense and the environment yeah so but before the budget was tabled, uh, we did a town hall on budget consultation. So we have been engaging the constituents of Scarborough Centre mm -hmm. and on an ongoing basis, and we will keep on doing that. Dur during, the, uh, during the election, I, I used to live in Scarborough Agent Court, and at the time, Jim Kirgianis was the Liberal MP. 
there. And he used to pride himself on knocking on every single door in the in the in the ward. Um, was was that a goal of yours as well? Yes. Yeah. Did you manage to do that? Yes, we knocked um, uh, all the doors twice. All the doors all twice? All the doors twice during the campaign from January till uh, October. Some doors uh, even three times. But we did the whole riding twice. Wow. What did you learn about your community? Yeah, see, that that provided me an opportunity. Now I know if someone tells me I live in this area, I can just figure out in my mind where this person is living, what type of uh, facilities are available around in that neighborhood. So it provides you, once you go and walk through all those streets and talk to people, mm-hmm. you, I know, like, okay, in this, many people living in this area have these issues, many people living in this area have these issues, so it tells you that. Yeah, what are, what are some of the issues you find that people in your writing are, are facing or more, most concerned about? See, at that time, when, um, uh, as we have discussed, Bill C-24 and Bill C-51 was of concern to the people, and um, this uh, transit is a big issue in Scarborough. Affordable housing is a big issue in Scarborough. So these issues have been highlighted by the people. Uh, our seniors need to retire with greater dignity. Yeah. So these are some of these issues. Uh, the We need to employ our youth. Like our, the unemployment level among the youth is very high. Okay. So these were some of the issues, and I think um, we have started dealing with many of these issues. Bill C-6 will, um, once it is brought in, will cancel Bill C-24, and those issues which people had with that will go away. Then uh, during this summer, uh, Canada, through Canada Summer Job Program, okay. the grants were doubled, and um, uh, almost uh, close over $600,000 came to different 28 different organizations in my riding where the youth were hired for the Canada Summer Jobs Program. So it was double than the last year. Wow. So we are moving in that. Uh, we have a commitment uh, to build the infrastructure. I think our infrastructure is aging, and we cannot transfer that debt to our next generation. Mm-hmm. We need to invest in our infrastructure now. What sort of infrastructure are we talking about? Uh, better transit, better affordable housing, green infrastructure. Okay. So we have committed that we will be investing $120 billion over the next 10 years in uh, better transit, better affordable housing, and green infrastructure. Perfect. I went on um, on my face on Facebook, um, and, I, and I asked people if they had any questions um, for, for my guests today. Um, and so my uh, my sister, um, who lives just down the street, not too far from here, uh, she wants to ask um, young people who who might be too young to vote, um, how can they um, how can they participate um, in not necessarily the electoral process. Um, but how can they participate in ensuring that their voices are heard? Um, I, it's a really, very good question. We need to involve our youth in our political system, in our democratic process. Um, you have seen in the last election uh, the voter turnout among the youth has increased a lot as compared to the previous election in 2011 because I think youth were involved. And I, being a mother of two teenagers, a 16-year-old and an 18-year-old, I'm a very strong believer that these these youth need to be involved mm-hmm. um, see they can be involved in different ways you have to go and talk to them you have to find 
situations where you have the opportunity to go and talk to them educate them mm-hmm. okay like and uh, advise them that they should be part of the political system Mm-hmm. so for that once you engage them i have advertised you my, uh, you must have seen on my facebook uh, about uh, the youth council in scarborough center uh-huh. so we will be having a youth council the last date to apply is september 30th the okay. details are there so the youth can apply and like we will be having ongoing consultations with the youth to ask them to see what they want that's fantastic so we will be having a youth council um i hired summer interns during uh, this summer time from may till uh, august at my office and they worked on different projects and it was an eye opener for them also oh, these things happen this is how it things happen so um, i'm a very strong believer that youth sh- need to be in an integral part so we will continue working with the youth i will be hosting a youth fair in uh, first week of february to guide our youth about how to build their resumes how to develop interview skills like how they can apply for summer jobs so we will be hosting that i think we are going to convert it into an yearly event this uh, october this fall october november we are trying to have in smaller groups some round tables with the youth also mm-hmm. so that we listen and we hear their voices that's fantastic um My wife also she you know I I had to tell her Minaz I'm going to be home late I'm interviewing Richard Petty I'm interviewing Salma um it was great to meet her at the community cleanup yes yes, yes. and and we're going to plan another one this year so oh yeah definitely we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll have to discuss uh, uh, about that um but she wanted me she actually wanted me to ask my 10 year old uh if he had a question for you um he didn't have a question um but she had a question and she wanted she was curious about um being a pakistani female um politician um and, and and prior to you winning did was did you have questions about that did did people as you were knocking on doors are people asking you questions about that are people taking you seriously did you face any um any sexism any racism um see um going through this campaign and getting nominated and then winning the election it's not an easy process mm-hmm. it's a difficult process yeah. at times you people say something which really breaks you sure and it happened yeah like two incidents which happened with me i'll tell you um i was canvassing and uh, one day i knocked at a door a person came out and he said i looked at my the canvas card which i had before i could say anything he just came out and said i'm not going to vote for liberals i said okay but like there is some information have a look if you and i tell you one thing that i will never i hate muslims hmm so that was uh, um i said okay thank you one more incident happened but majority of the people like this issue be that i am a muslim or not never came up Did you ever question yourself after an incident like that say why am I doing this? No, see is it worth like, it? Sometimes you think that is it worth um, one remark was oh like I will never vote for a person who has this uh, sort of a name and you people go back where you belong to I said I'm a Canadian. Mhm. No no you go back in a leaky boat like my son was with me and we walked out there he said oh like at least they could have sent us back on a nice boat rather than a leaky boat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but generally 
I think we are very lucky that we are in Canada where diversity is the strength considered as a strength yeah not ag- like against and people are very welcoming and patient mm-hmm. but sometimes incidents do happen um, but you have to keep on moving uh, what can you do yeah your your sons must have learned a lot oh yes for them they have been involved because i started working uh, in the political system since 2004 so they have been very oh, young wow. and they have grown with it so i you can say that like the number of elections they have gone through i don't think so they can also count <laughs> yeah so and especially in my campaign it was a very long campaign and all that so you t- you talked about uh, you know investing in infrastructure and one of the things you mentioned was public transit um in in your writing and maybe scarborough in general um you, what what are constituents talking to you about in terms See, of they transit like uh, they need a better transit yeah okay and uh from federal government we are committed uh, to invest 660 million in scarborough transit mhm and our commitment is there what we said during the campaign and what we want is that our commitment is there and it is up to the local municipalities to identify where they, these needs are mm-hmm. so we are committed to investing 660 million towards scarborough transit mhm so specifically scarborough transit yes oh wow and and what do you as a as a resident of scarborough um is 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 it a subway is it uh, you know rapid transit above ground is it more See, buses it is, is it a uh, there a lot of consultations uh, ha- have happened the mayor has uh, done some consultations the councillors have done some consultations the city council has voted so see what as a federal government we believe in that we are there to uh, we our commitment mm-hmm. for that money is there but it is up to the city council to identify yeah what the needs are okay um you talked about green infrastructure what is that what does that mean creating uh, green infrastructure we have to be because as you know climate change is a reality mm-hmm. we cannot turn our backs to that so investing in jobs which are like to protect the uh, environment and the climate change mm-hmm. except that mhm and so we'll be investing in jobs water treatment and uh, we recently proposed a legis- uh, change to the legislation to the uh, rooch park uh, to have better um, uh, ecological system and that's an interesting development yes, the, yeah. the the federal park at uh, at rooch that's not is that in your writing no I, it's I not in my writing just outside but right? it is in scarborough yeah 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 absolutely um ed- education is is very important um you know access to facilities i know with the um the pan am games they bought a lot of facilities to scarber one of them one of the major ones being that um the the, the swimming pool yeah which is now it. at um is it uh, uft scarborough yes uft scarborough i think that runs what 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 how how are these helping the the residents see i think it's a great facility i ha- i have visited that too and uh, families come on the weekends for swimming classes and I think it's like people of Scarborough are uh, using that facility a lot and they are really enjoying that facility. Mhm. So it's been what a year now since mm-hmm. you've been in office? Almost a year, like 19th October is coming very soon. That's right. Yes. Thanks. Yes. Um how how has it been for you? It has been uh, I think I have really enjoyed uh, the time and uh, I feel that uh, 
the government has like has started working since november when the cabinet took the oath and our prime minister took the oath mm-hmm. and lot of uh, changes have come in what what have you learned yourself i um being in the office and uh, it's really like i feel um meeting the constituents i really feel very happy if i can be of any help to the constituents yeah. like if a person walks into my office and we can help them out mm-hmm. that's really like at the end of the day you can sleep okay yeah. i was able to help where i could and if i made a difference in someone's life i think that's very important to me and if i can sleep with that that's so, really so in parliament is is it, is it called when parliament is open when parliament is in session What's session the, in session when parliament is in session you're in ottawa yes uh, usually monday to thursday sometimes monday to friday you're in ottawa weekend yes. you're back home yes thursday night or friday i'm back home what so for for those of us who have no clue um When you go to Ottawa, what what do you do there? What is that? What happens? I'm part there? of I'm part of two committees, okay. uh, Citizenship Immigration, the Standing Committee on Citizenship and Immigration and okay. Standing Committee on Public Accounts. So, as you know, like uh, uh, there is a lot of work to be done at the committee level. Okay. Um all those uh, legislations which are brought to the House of Commons after the debate they go to the committee and we review that those see bill C6 came to the mm. standing committee on citizenship and immigration and we listened to the witnesses we listened to the bureaucrats we listened uh, to the minister and made some recommendations and took it back to the parliament so we work on the committees we work on different bills like all those bills which are brought into the house of commons okay. reviewing them what are they proposing like being a part of those debates mm-hmm. in the house of commons So have you had a chance to stand up? Oh yeah, like I've spoken many times if yeah. you go into uh the records you can see like I've spoken on many bills. How was so, that? How was, hey, how was it that was first time it was uh, when I made my maiden speech it was like I was uh a bit nervous yeah. because naturally standing up and answering the questions but with time and by speaking few times yeah. I think I've gained that confidence so it is much easier now as compared to first time. Sure. Yeah, so uh, we work on all those bills which are brought in and uh, we work in the committees and uh, we work with our caucus members and like see whatever issues are highlighted by the constituents when i come and meet the constituents at my constituency office mm-hmm. and then taking those issues discussing with the proper cabinet ministers relevant cabinet ministers parliamentary secretaries taking those issues to there to the house of commons to the ministers So you spoke to Ralph Goodale and you said listen Kareem Oh yes uh, I had a very good discussion with him about Bill C51 and uh, um, hopefully during the fall I'm planning to host a round table uh, on uh, nice uh, Bill C51 Good good we'll good see good. if we can have the minister or the parliamentary secretary in Scarborough Center to discuss with the community So when you come home on Thursday night on Friday night um What what is the weekend like for for it's Selma? It's very busy. It's very busy. <laughs> so if I uh, Friday during the day I'm at the constituent office mostly okay, like yeah. uh, going through all these because people have casework and they want to see me. Okay. Um, even when I'm in Ottawa if there are some urgent cases or I need to talk to the constituents like I talk to my staff at the constituency office every day mm-hmm. and if there are some calls to be made to the constituents whenever I'm not on house duty or in like not in the committee I find some time every day to call my constituents back mm-hmm. and 
if there are cases which need to be dealt immediately, we deal with those. But when I come back, there is a full list of people who want to see me. So oh I see goodness. them and then there are a lot of events, outreach events which we host, sure, the sure. events which are happening in the riding. So yeah. to, mm, wherever I can go, I try to go and meet people. Do you get to go out, see a movie, have dinner oh, with the family? Usually I don't get time for movie. <laughs> movie is out of question. Going out and spending two hours or three hours in a cinema, I don't think so. I have that much time. But I try to find some time to spend with the family. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't happen. Yeah, The weekend, but wherever we can squeeze in, like this uh, summer we took two weeks off and... I took my kids away to Europe and oh nice yes yeah, so, so you had a vacation yes I had a two weeks vacation first two weeks of August yeah uh, where, in, where, where in Europe did you go uh, to we went to Italy uh, oh, nice. Rome Florence Venice and then we went to Germany Dusseldorf my sister-in-law my uh, Salman's uh, elder sister lives there so we were there with them for a week and week in Italy nice and it's also vacation for your kids and your husband. They've been helping you for <laughs> Yes. So we didn't take any vacation during 2015. So my peer, uh, my kids were really complaining. Oh, last year we worked every day. We canvassed every day. So this year we have to make sure that we go away. I said, okay, that's fine. We will go away. Nice. So that was a good break. Very last night I took them to D-Sport to end their summer break. <laughs> nice. So we try to find wherever some time is available. Sometimes there are certain weekends where I don't get time. Mm -hmm. to have dinner with them or anything. They understand that. Yeah. So they know that uh, I have other commitments too. Uh, have they Have they met Justin Trudeau? Yes. Yes? Have, yes. What do they think of him? Oh, he's their hero. Like uh, when, we, <laughs> when we winded up the campaign office, uh, they have brought a big poster of Justin, which is in their room. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's, so, that's fantastic. My, yeah. my, my wife will get a, 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 you know, what are those form letters you know, from Justin Trudeau, and and, and she, she, she firmly believes that Justin signed it. He licked the envelope and he sent it to her. No, he signs. I tell you things <laughs> that he signs the things, and uh, he's a great leader. He's a great person. I think um, I, when he became the leader mm -hmm. of the Liberal Party of Canada, that I think after that I started thinking that okay, he we have a great leader, and I think it will be really great to mm -hmm. serve under him as member of parliament that's when when he got elected as the leader of the liberal party of canada that's when i started thinking that i should run interesting thank you so much my player for for coming in for your honesty for your candor and and for for answering my sister's uh question uh it's much appreciated thanks a lot i really a pleasure to have be here thank you very much thank you <laughs>